The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening or good morning or wherever you are, but the important thing is Happy New Year. This is Pam Shaw, and I chair the ACB Mental Health and Wellness Committee, and I want to extend to each of you a welcome to our community call. Affectionately, we'll call it tonight, Out with the Old and In with the New. Our presenter for this evening is Debbie Green. She is the vice chair of the committee. And so this will be a fun kind of time for us to think about uh, where we're coming from and where we're going to. So at this point, I would like to turn everything over to Debbie. Debbie, take it away. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. This is Debbie Green. Good to be here tonight and good to have all of you here. I saw on the community calendar there was several other options for tonight so thank you for being here i'm i'm trust it's going to be uh, uh profitable to you guys we're going to be talking about uh out with the old and in with the new back in november we did a we did a community call talking about thriving through the holidays and one of the one of the things that we talked about was being clear um, with ourselves and those around us about what our values are, what's really important to us, and then mm -hmm. making our plans around those values. And, and they're, they're different for different people. And, and uh, knowing what you want to continue and include in your Christmas celebration, knowing what you maybe want to eliminate so that it's not as stressful and some of those principles absolutely now can carry over into the new year as we, of course, at this time of year, a lot of people are thinking about how can, what do I want to do to make, to do life better in 2024? We, we need to have a stress, a low stress life. And there's, there's ways to do that. So I'm going to throw out some ideas here on be thinking because I really would like to have uh, input um, and suggestions and ideas and sharing with what has worked for you, what doesn't work for you. Uh, and then we'll end up talking about how we can uh, make some changes going into the new year to make 2024 even better than 2023. So I, I had a couple, couple challenges as I'm thinking about what are, what are some of the stressors uh, connected with not just the holidays, not just with life, but with being visually impaired, um, blind or low vision. What what are some of the things that are challenging in relation to that and dealing with life? And and there were three that I kind of um, that came to the surface for me. Um, and one and one of them is how to balance our striving to be independent. And our need to be dependent in some areas. Um, I like to be as independent as possible. Um, and um, but there are times when I I need help, <laughs> and and sometimes it's hard for me to admit that or accept help. But but I'll tell you, having a good balance of knowing what I can do easily what is difficult for me and what is almost impossible for me to do. Some things might be difficult for me, but I still enjoy doing it. Um, some things are impossible. Some things are easy for me. But being realistic about that and being uh, comfortable in our skin enough to say, um, I can't do that. That's difficult for me. Uh, I don't enjoy doing that. Um, there's a visual component to that. One one example for me is is cooking. I know there's a lot of folks who just love to cook. I don't. <laughs> I might would if I could see. I don't know. It's just way too complicated for me. So there's some things that are absolutely personal preference. Um, 
in terms of what is what we can and cannot do. There are there are other things that they're just it's just not possible. I can't drive a car. You know, I can't do my own transportation. I I'm dependent in that way. But so being being realistic about that, being comfortable enough to to say this is what I can do, this is what I can't do and and take go forward with that. No apologies. Um so making um that's that's a that's an important piece uh, is being comfortable with your with yourself um, and knowing knowing what you can and can't do. Um, and the second the second area is that I that I think is a challenging area that really contributes to stress is is our need, and I believe it's a need to feel useful and to contribute. Um, there's been times for all of us, that we don't feel like we're we're we're, we're uh, contributing, that we are receiving, but we're not always contributing, and finding ways to do that in our life um, really adds a level of contentment and um, uh, happiness to know that we are. Uh, we are giving. We're not just receiving. We're giving. We're we're helping other people. We're we feel useful. Uh, I think those that's a that's an important piece in uh, us being um, being happy and feeling content. And and I want us to. I know you're thinking already of of ways that that can happen. Ways you've experienced that. And and I'd like us to talk about that just in a minute. And then the third thing I'm gonna. We want to. Talk, I want to talk about is our connections. Um, we we have um, uh, that's that we have all. We all have connections, and and that's just who we are. We we avoid being trying to be isolated. We don't we don't want to feel lonely, uh, and so we absolutely need connections. How does that happen? Um, um, how do we connect with people? Um, how uh, forward do we need to be? Who should take the first step? What kind of connections uh, are good? When do we recognize connections that are uh, unhealthy and that are toxic and, and how to how to handle some of those? Um, and, and again, I think there's a visual component to the connection piece. Uh, we, we typically have, um, for me, uh, transportation is always a challenge. You know, I can't just jump in the car and go somewhere, um, making eye contact, um, that's, that's makes it difficult. Uh, so what are some, what are some of the ways that we can overcome that, um, that, uh, potentially stressful, uh, component, uh, of having healthy connections. So, what what I want to do first of all is let's let's go back and what are can can uh, would would any of you like to share about what uh, let's just recap the holidays what was your best moment uh, in in the holidays over the last you know, couple weeks last three weeks month what what would you say was your best moment that brought you um, brought you a sense of, you know, happiness or joy. What, what was the, what happened that was good for you over the holidays? And if you, if you'd be willing to share, could just raise your hand. And Melissa, by the way, thank you, Melissa and Melinda, for for being with us tonight. Absolutely, and sure. happy New Year to everybody. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let me. So. Um... I hope this is not off the hook. <laughs> Pam Shaw has her hand raised. Sure. All right. Go for it, Miss Pam. Okay. okay. I had to kind of figure out. I'm still pushing wrong buttons at times. You know what? <laughs> I, I think the happiest moment for me was when I was at, at home on Christmas Eve, believe it or not, by myself, enjoying my church's Christmas Eve service. It was broadcasted. And the reason that was happy for me was because as opposed to yielding to what everybody wanted me to do, 
I was able to enjoy that evening the way I wanted. I wasn't lonely or angry. It was nothing like that. I just wanted to stay home, warm, you know what I'm saying, and enjoy yes. the music and the experience. So for me, and this has been one of um, my themes throughout the holiday, has been moving away from what people say I should do and sometimes I felt even forced or obligated to do and really making it in a way that I enjoyed it. So that was kind of my best moment. Thank you for letting me share. Oh, that's great, Pam. That, and I think that's really important. And that's, that, that comes down to just knowing yourself. And and sometimes it, it requires you just putting your foot down and saying, no, you need to call Pam. You can't stay home by yourself. And you saying, uh, actually, I can, <laughs> and and that's that's wonderful. Yeah. What are some other moments that you'd like to that anybody would like to talk about? Roberta M has her hand raised. Roberta, go Hi. right ahead, ma'am. Hi, Roberta. Hi. Um, I think one of my most enjoyable times over the holiday season, you know, family gatherings for me are. We had a very nice on the 30th. But I think for me, even more than that was um, um, it's about a 40-minute walk for me to walk from home to church. And we had a 5.30 Christmas Eve service. Long story. But anyway, I walked to church, sang in choir, and walked home. And I think the most peaceful time for the whole holiday season for me were those two walks because wow. it was quiet it was dark but it was quiet and there was sort of like the only thing missing was snow you know and it would have been a perfectly hushed Christmas Eve evening but just just being out there and enjoying nature and that that hushed kind of anticipatory quiet was just That's delightful great. What was the temperature? Was it cold? Uh, in thirties. Yeah, oh, we've had wow. a, we've had a pretty warm winter here in Michigan, but um, yeah, mid thirties. So no, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. That's great. Yeah, it was good. It Thank you bad. for sharing that. That's sure. I, I'm I'm with you. I love being outdoors and feel like if I don't get outdoors a little bit every day, I'm I'm missing out somehow. <laughs> that's and and see that's a that scenario was. Could act. I don't know how it played out for you, but for me, if if I would have been doing that, I might would have had friends and said, "No, no, no! I'll give you a ride. I'll come get you." And and for us to be able to say, "Actually, no, I want to do this. Thank you so much, but I want to do this." You know, <laughs> so good for you. Thank you. And we have um, a person that just came in the meeting, and she has her hand raised. Um, Ann Brash. Super. Hi, Ann. You're still muted, Ann. Go ahead and unmute. Okay, she's still muted. Um, should we just come back to her? She's actually our last hand. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, uh, again, our... Um, I'm sure there were there were negative things for each of us as well. Um, but it, the two that shared, I think they were that's that was pretty amazing because it wasn't it was times that that both individuals were were alone that they felt um, they they felt peace and they didn't feel like they had to be with people to have have a good a good experience or to be content. So that's that's great. Okay, well let's let's move on. Um, what do you guys think about the whole about the 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 conflict that I've indicated that maybe exists for some of us uh, around being independent or dependent, and are are there stressful moments uh, related to that? Have has anybody else experienced that? Is that is that just me? Any thoughts?
let's see here. So the only hand that's still up is Anne's hand from before. Oh, okay. Now we, oh, now we have some raised hands. There we go. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sometimes um, it just takes a minute. Let okay. Me... And Anne, if you ever, if you get unmuted, just speak up yeah, and we. I think I'm unmuted now. I, they, there you are. They changed Super. Zoom, and I'm not really sure how to do this yet. Um, sure. You're good. The answer to your last um your first question yes. is the happiest moment. I, I just moved into a retirement facility, um, a community, and okay. they passed around Christmas cards, um, you know, to everybody. The cleaning staff did. And okay. they brought mine to me in Braille. And oh. it was um it it was not only the Christmas card in Braille, but it had the names of all of the cleaning staff. And what they did was they sent it to the accessibility department at Amazon and had oh. them braille it and then they mailed it back here. Oh, that's amazing. It was absolutely that's great, Anne. Yeah. Well, I talk about caring and that's <laughs> good for you that's wonderful i'm glad you shared this okay and pam shaw's hand is raised again for to probably to answer your other question okay super okay you know um as i thought about the question about uh dependence and independence I am finding that that is a very conflictual one for me. Uh, one is trying to know when one stops and the other one begins, that kind yes. of thing. And mm -hmm. also to defining it in ways that make sense because it's not the same definition for every situation. Right. And so I'm having to work on uh, my mindset. You had mentioned <clears throat> earlier um, cooking. And because of some health concerns that I have, it's becoming more necessary that I cook, meaning as opposed to eating a lot of processed food or ordering out and things like that. So what mm -hmm. I found out was the world of cooking is very different than it used to be. Okay. And I've had to learn how to use some um, new pieces of, of equipment and things like that. But again, a lot of it is still in my mind about being able to say, am I being too dependent? Am I being independent? Because I've spent most of my life, like many of my blind friends, on being independent. Mm -hmm. And now it's almost like the clock is going backwards in a way. And also that getting help isn't mean, it isn't negative right. um, if it's real. But I guess it goes back to I want to be the person to define that. You know, right. I, I want to be, I go to a new church now, so the people aren't used to me yet. But, okay. oh, my God. And they mean well, and I love them dearly, lovely people. But sure. sometimes it's a bit too much. Sure. You, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I can barely get off the, um, if I use this, if off the paratransit van before, like, three people are there who want to take me into the building. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I want to learn yes. how to go into the building independently. So for me, it's a bit of a challenge um, about that. And I saw it often during the holidays, too. Um, you know, we were deciding on one event I was involved in, what people would bring. And immediately they said, well, Pam, you can bring the paper products. And I think they were trying to make it easy for me. Yes. But I wanted to bring something else. So I did. So thank Good. you. <laughs> Good. That's that's a great point that it, that it changes um, that line. It's it's almost like it's a moving target. You know, it it's you think you might have it pretty much defined what what things you want to do or not want to do. But but like you're saying, there's sometimes life situations shift, and then that whole scenario shifts as well. But but being and and then you being the one to make the choice is uh, I think really important. Thanks, Pam. And you have no more raised hands at this time. Okay. Okay. So in either um, platform. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think being, um, I think not having, uh, not accepting that that is a challenge uh, can be stressful. And, and that's, that's why I, I wanted to talk about 
about that particular issue because there's uh, I don't know that that we talk about that enough. Um, like you said, Pam, we we re- we really work hard to be as independent as possible. Uh, I've had that experience lately. Um, I have somebody who comes and re- reads for me uh, every other week for about an hour and a half. It's a uh, someone in the community that I've known for a long time, and I and I pay him, you know, and it's good. He he reads mail, and I I suppose I could get some kind of electronic device to do that. And, um, but I have chosen (laughs) to, um, to have him do that for me. The other thing that I have chose elected for him to do is to do some of my computer stuff. Like if I'm going to take a course and you have to go to a website and sign up or follow a link and sign up and put in your card number. And I have struggled through that uh, in the past but when my friend does it, uh, it could take me 30 minutes to do it. And I could get, I could do it. It takes him 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, this isn't worth it. Uh, it's, it's not worth it for me to feel I'm independent in this area when, when uh, he can do it for me. Um, and that's, that's not, I'm not compromising. I don't feel like I'm compromising my independence at all. Um, I live alone. I'm responsible for my house. And, um, you know, I've, I'm independent in lots of areas. And I think choosing uh, that. Um, and sometimes we really do have to be firm but kind um, when we're uh, teaching the people around us. Uh, where and today, uh, it was funny, I was at the post office and I laid my cane down in front of the, in front of the counter uh, while I was doing my transaction and, and in just a very short time, someone came by and said, Oh, here's your cane. It fell on the floor. Um, and I said, Oh, thank you very much. I said, but I laid it down there. So, cause I knew it would fall anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So um, I think part of, part of our um, negotiating vis- our visual impairment is just communicating. So so that's the first thing is is that uh, the whole dynamic of of uh, drawing the line with de- independence and dependence. A second, the second area that I I think is really contributes to um, our mental health is having a sense of that we are contributing, that we are not just receiving, but we are also giving. Um, and, and that can happen in lots of ways. Um, I would like to, this will be that this is the question I want us to think about in what ways have you been able to see for yourself or see where other, uh, blind or visually impaired individuals are making a contribution are giving or helping? Um, one, one example I'll start out with is, um, a couple of years ago, um, uh, when we were decorating for Christmas uh, at the church, of course, now most of our trees are pre-lit, but at that time, we had strings of lights. Remember those? <laughs> and um, when they had taken the trees down the previous years, somebody had just thrown you know, these 10 or 12 or whatever strings of lights into a big box. And now we're ready to put them back on the trees. And all they see is this huge box of lights. And they're, they're saying, Debbie, would you, we need someone to untangle these strings of lights. Is that something that you could do? And it was something I could do. And I was happy to do it. I, I like to knit and I often get knots in my yarn and I'm, I've learned how to take knots out of things. So I'm pretty good at that. Um, that was a job nobody else wanted to do. Um, but it was, it was something I could do easily and, and felt like I was making a major contribution to the, to the whole process. Um, can you, can you think of some examples where, where you have felt like you made a contribution it, it might be helpful for other folks to to hear some of those examples. 
where have you felt like you made a contribution? And Pam Shaw has her hand up again. Yay. That's great. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> okay. Well, do, now don't get this wrong. Debbie did not give me the questions in advance. <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm, I'm answering them just like you. But man, are they thought provoking. So what is an ACB experience? For a number of years, I worked the information desk. I was a person who coordinated all of that for oh. ACB at our annual conventions. Wow. And it fascinated. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot. We'll put it to use this way. They used to call me misinformation. Now, you may oh. interpret that however you <laughs> want. Okay. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> without exception, during the week, it was fascinating me, fascinating to me, uh, whether someone who was to present at the convention stopped at the information desk or the interaction w that we had with the staff. And something they said fascinated me. And again, without exception, they said, wow, look at all these blind people and all the things they're doing. <laughs> okay. And they were fascinated. And, and one, I remember one person said, you blind folks really can run the show, <laughs> y you know, and it was telling me that they were so used to, and I'm mixing two things together in a way that they were so used to perceiving us as the recipients. Yes. That to see us as givers and decision-making and um, taking care of things, the, the people who were coming for the press uh, were, had been instructed to stop at the information desk so we would know where they were there. And um, usually by the time somebody came to pick them up to take them to wherever, you know, event they were going to cover, I remember a couple of people said they didn't want to leave. They wanted wow. to stay with us. Because <laughs> they were fa And so for me, because that's part of what I like about ACB, this is a place where I can make a, a, a a contribution. It may not be a big one, but I can make one. You, you yes. get what I'm trying to say? Yes, and absolutely. Because again, because the perception is all we can do is take, take, take. And so, um, and I'm not making a plug for anything, but that's one of the things I think um, that's helpful when we're able to have in-person events, because people yes. need to see us in action, so to speak. Yes. And, and I think that's important. The other one um, in my personal life was um, we had a situation at a church, another church I used to go to a number of years ago. And what had happened, there was a youth Sunday school class. And the kids were really cutting up, okay? And also, um, one lady, she got so angry because she felt certain things should have been handled a certain way that she actually left the church. So when I heard about the need because I was in another Sunday school class at that point as a student, I asked the superintendent if I could teach the class. Mm. And nobody said anything, but I think there was an, an apprehension yes. about how would I teach it as a blind person? I would be the only teacher, you know, in the class. There wasn't anything like that. And so he said, yeah, because they didn't have anybody else to do it. And nobody was, that was one of the greatest experiences of my life working with those young people. How, they how were old? wonderful. What was, what was the age? Um, they were the high school students primarily, oh, so like wow. 14 to 17, 18. Oh, wow. That's and great. I learned so much um, about them. And now many of them are older and they have their own children. One of them uh, came to me with his fiance for um, premarital counseling. So I said to him, I said, well, are you comfortable with me? Because, you know, we know each other for years and da da da. He said, remember, you were my Sunday school teacher. We could talk about anything. Okay. And we did. And we did. But I found, and, and now to meet many of them again and see them, we cross paths, you know, and to know, and again, I'm not talking about patting myself on the back. Okay. But the joy it just gives me to know oh, that I, I was able yes. to plant some seeds um, in their lives. A couple of them have become ministers, interestingly um, enough. That's but I, I, again, I was glad. And the superintendent said to me one time, he said, Pam, what are you doing? He said, because they used to run out of the class. He said, and now they're <laughs> running in. So, <laughs> so um, and it's, it doesn't have to always be like a big thing. Sometimes I think um, 
just brightening somebody's day. Yes. You, you know, for me, yes. is uh, something like that. So, again, yeah. thanks so much for listening to me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, that's right. Thank you. That's, that's great. Good example. And we do not have any more raised hands at this time. Okay. Um, one of the one of the examples that I have experienced here recently is our our church um, volunteers. Uh, se several people in the church volunteer with a an agency in the community. It's a crisis pregnancy center. And one day they called the church and said that we are doing a mailing of uh, you know, 2,400 letters. Um, there's three things go in the envelope and we need help stuffing the envelopes. Well, um, I they had called and asked me about that, if I could find some people. So I made some phone calls and got a couple people and I had stuff on my calendar, but I thought, you know what, this, this is going to feel, this is going to feel good. So I went with them <laughs> and, and we spent, we spent uh, about three hours, uh, three of us stuffing envelopes. There was one component of that project that needed sight um, because the letters had to match the envelopes and that piece I could not do, but I did not come to the conclusion then that I couldn't do any of it. Um, I just said to one of my friends, why don't you put the letter in that envelope so they make sure they match and then hand it to me and I'll put this other item in. Um, so we, we figured out how to, how to get around that limitation. Um, but, I, but it, it really, again, not, not a big, not a big deal, but, but certainly I walked away feeling like I had made a little contribution. Uh, I think that that goes a long ways in maintaining uh, good, good mental health. Um, and, and I think back to ACB, um, I think there's lots of ways that, that we can make a contribution in, uh, in ACB. Um, one, one of those ways is, is to be involved in, in an affiliate a local group um, or a special interest group and, and find ways that you can support and help some, something sometimes also what is, is helpful more than maybe we realize is when we're on, when we're on calls and, and we have an opportunity to share um, to, to do that because you, you have all, you don't, you'd never know how what you have to share in in your life experience is going to make a difference in someone else's life. Uh, so so being a part of the conversation is is making a contribution uh, and often in more meaningful ways than than you realize. So and, so, and Debbie, mm -hmm. excuse me, this is Melissa um, here. Um, you have a couple of new people that have just come into the meeting just in case you want to repeat the question again. Okay, sure. Let me let me just re regroup. What we're what we're doing is we're talking about um, what are some challenges that we have as visually impaired people that would contribute to stress, and and it might be important to think about going into the new year. And we've talked about the balancing between uh, independence and dependence. What are the areas that we are dependent for sure? What are the areas that we are clearly independent and what are the areas that can go kind of go either way. And the second thing that we're kind of wrapping up right now is, is making a contribution. How can we uh, have that sense that we're contributing uh, and in helping in some way? Um, before I go on to this, the next one here, is there any, any other, anything, any other thoughts anybody would like to share? And no, um, you don't have any raised hands right now. Okay, thanks, Melissa. Okay, the 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 third area that I think is is important for for good uh, mental health is is our connections, our relationships. 
Um, we talked about that a little bit with in in the when talk, talking about the build up to Christmas. Um, but we um, we try often to avoid a sense of isolation or a sense of loneliness. Uh, we've heard some examples earlier in, in this call how though being alone does not equate feeling lonely. Um, and I think that's important to remember. So that if you find yourself alone, um, you don't necessarily have to equate that as as a time of loneliness. Um, so, but but then knowing how to uh, knowing how to have healthy connections, who are the people that you really want to be connected with? Um, how can you make that happen? Um, how can you shift a negative relationship to something a little more positive? How can you be sure that you're connecting to healthy people and people that respect you? There was, um, uh, and, and I'd love to hear some some examples of, of how you have, um, you have managed your connection and relationships to turn them into uh, healthy, uh, healthy, connections. Um, there was one year, um, I'm, I'm single, I'm divorced and have been single for a long time. I actually enjoy being single, um, have lots of friends. There was one year in particular, there was not going to be anything special happening for my birthday. And I thought about that kind of dreading that. And then I, and then I came to this thought, I thought, who, who would I really like to spend time with? And um, there was one individual. She was um, uh, connected with one of my clients. I was working with the agency at the time, and and she had had expressed, you know, maybe wanting to go out to eat sometime. And I just kind of blown her off. But but I thought, you know what? That's really what I'd like to do for my birthday. I'd like to go out to eat with this individual. So I called her and said, next Thursday, what, um, got plans for lunch? And she said, no. And so we set it up. We went out to eat, had a great time. She did not even know it was my birthday until uh, she dropped me back off. And I thanked her for um, sharing my birthday with me. And she said, ah, you know, so sometimes we can make things happen um, to to build those healthy connections. Um, but and, and that's that's paying attention to who the people are in our life who uh, build us up, who respect us and and who are the ones that, that maybe don't do that. There are some people in our lives that we have to be connected with because uh, they, because they're 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 relatives or they, you know they're they're connected. But, but knowing how to maximize the healthy relationships and maybe maybe minimize a little bit the ones that, that are unhealthy. Um, that, and that's, um, any, any thoughts about that, about how your connections, how you've been able to manage and uh, direct your connections to, uh, to, to in, in a healthy direction? And if you do, just go ahead and raise your hand. <clears throat> and so right now, I'm not seeing any uh, raised hands at this point. Um, okay. I don't know if you want to wait a couple of seconds or. Oh, no, oh, now, oh now Pam just raised her hand. Good. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would think after all this time I could be faster to the drum. <laughs> so I'm working on it. Okay, I'm working You're on good. it. You're good. <laughs> you know, this, this topic um, of connections for me is still a very interesting topic. And I'm glad you asked it the way you did because it's not a way that I have necessarily thought about it, about the idea of turning something around, you, you know? And mm -hmm. um, there were a couple of things that you were speaking, Devin, thank you so much for being so transparent and everything that I thought about. One was um, one of my challenging connections 
is some family relationships mm-hmm. um, because I can't divorce my family. You, you, that's right. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in our, in our families, and as I talk to people throughout the holiday, this got, discussion kept coming up about family relationships, I guess because we schedule, you know, our meals and activities and stuff like that. And so these relationships that will be in my life, how can I sort of take them and still, because these are people I earnestly do love. It it isn't that, but it's just some of us have challenging personalities, including me. And so (laughs) wanting to kind of um, do that. And one thing I thought about is, um, this is going to sound kind of weird, so stay with me on this one, is um, there's some guilt that I have to let go of. And when I'm talking about guilt, I'm talking about the past. Okay. You, you know, things that have happened, I can't change them. They happen. I can't do anything about them, but not letting the past really define, define the present or the future. Now, if somebody's been doing something to me habitually, that's a whole different discussion. But some things I just have to let go of mm-hmm. because what I realize is I'm missing out on um some things, you, you know, the chances to be there with some of my younger nieces and nephews and, and mm-hmm. things like that. But I, and the other thing that I want to say is that um, admitting that I need the connections. Yes, I chose to be alone on Christmas Eve, but I also want to be careful because I don't want to become a loner. I love people. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of be, like I said, careful because no matter what I say, these relationships, these connections, however I make them, including my wonderful friendships, um, I need them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's something I always was not always able to say, okay, because right. the pride thing gets in. But I need my friends. You bet. And I need my ACB buddies, you know. You and mm-hmm. So that's for me. Thank you. Yeah, sure. That's great. And I think it is it is important to, and, and doesn't that, gosh, doesn't it come down so much of what we end up talking about here is knowing ourselves and and accepting ourselves. This is who I am. I need time alone or I need time with this person or that person or I don't need to be here. I need to be over here <laughs> and, and, and knowing, knowing ourselves um, and, and, and then being able to you know, communicate that this is, this is what, uh, this is what I, I need to be doing. Um, any other, anybody else have any thoughts about connections? I think, I think one of the things that's challenging for connections for me is I think the transportation piece is really, uh, impacts our, our connections. Um, because you know we're not able just to jump in a car and go. It 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 takes planning in advance. Um, I think the other thing that that it is where blindness plays a part in connections is the um, the uh, not making eye contact, not being able to see what people are doing, and um, sometimes we can. Um, that doesn't. Sometimes that's not that big a deal, but sometimes, sometimes it is. I had I have a funny story about where my blindness. Uh, I like I joke around with my being blind with my friends. There was one time I, I, I don't, I've told this story, probably not in this venue, but I had was walking out in the lobby at the church, and I had a tissue. I had a paper towel crumpled up in my hand, and I heard. There was people around, but I heard somebody standing at the door. He was a greeter. He was probably 15 feet away, 20 feet away. And I heard him standing there. He was talking. (laughs) And just out of the blue, I don't know what got into me. I tossed my paper towel at him. Um, And to my surprise, it actually hit him in the mouth. (laughs) did that he did that he looked around and i'm standing there acting like i don't have a clue what's going on and he said debbie green did you throw that at me and i said what are you talking about i'm blind you know i couldn't do that 
And he says, yes, you did. Boy, I owe you one. And that's been that's been an ongoing joke. Uh, so there, there's times that sometimes our, we can we can actually use our our blindness, uh, our limitations to to create connections. Um, so so it doesn't necessarily uh, have to be negative. Um, so, uh, but then, and then the other thing I'm learning too is we don't have to sit and wait to get included. Um, we can be the one to reach out. There's a, I live in Kentucky. There's a tradition up in Pennsylvania. I, I don't know if it's in your part of the state or not, Pam. When I grew up, we always had sauerkraut and sausage, uh, on New Year's day. And I, I want to do that, but I live in Kentucky. And nobody does it down here. They don't. You know, there's nowhere you can get it. So I've decided that is one thing I do cook. Um, of course, there's nothing to it. <laughs> but I've decided, and I've done it for three or four years now. I kind of, kind of check around with my friends from time to time. You know, do you like sauerkraut? You know, and and it's it's one or the other. I love it. Yeah, I wish I could have, or I, I can't stand it. So I kind of made a mental note. So on New Year's Day. For the last several years, I have contacted those few individuals who have said they love sauerkraut, and I throw some kraut and sausage in the crock pot and uh, have some some of them bring sides. And I have a group of people over to my house on New Year's Day. I call them my kraut crew, um, and we have a blast because uh, we know we're. We're kind of a unique uh, group of people <laughs> who like sauerkraut. So instead of me waiting to see if I'm going to get invited, you know, I've I've taken the initiative to uh, in, in to in, do the be the one to invite and include you know, have people come into my life. Um, that that's that solves the transportation issue <laughs> for sure. And, and when people say, when I have people over and they say, can I bring something? I know some hostess say, Oh no, I got it. I don't, I don't say that. I say, sure. What would you like to bring? <laughs> so I provide the house. I provide the dishes. I have the table set and I do the, the kraut and sausage, but when my guests come in, they're carrying a covered dish and it makes it, uh, it makes it real doable. So that's something to think about too, is what, what do, what can you do uh, to, to be the one doing the inviting and doing the one reaching out? Uh, it doesn't always, so we don't always have to sit and wait uh, for other people uh, to, to be doing that and, and then wondering if we're going to get included. And you do so, have a, you do have two raised hands when you're ready. For okay, that. super. Thanks, Melissa. Uh huh. Okay, so first we have Mary Carla Hayes. Hello, Carla. Happy New Year. Go ahead. Hi, Mary. Mary Hi. Carla. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Hi. Um, I didn't do that Zoom <laughs> update. I'm dreading it because I think the got it button goes away and I won't get it anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, I know. It's on, on, if you're on an iPhone, it's 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 an OK button now. Because that threw me off earlier today. So, oh, okay. Um, on a PC. But anyhow, I got it now. So, that's important. And uh, whatever it is. But anyhow, um, I, um, I wish I had something to offer. Um, I don't. Um, I am really struggling with some really deep seated loneliness. And I am trying very, very hard, you know, not to. Um, I live alone. My family isn't here. Um, and, you know, I, I try, like, I, I belong to, you know, a, a wonderful church. And I try to make myself included. I go over there and, you know, I'll, I'll chip in. I'm a deaconess and, I'm, you know, and, but there are days that I'll go over there. There was one day that I went over and I was over there a little earlier and we were having a, um, a dinner for, uh, for, Monday Thursday, we were going to emulate the Last Supper and then have, um, you know, our church service. And I said, okay, I'm here, put me to work. And um, what can I do? And would you believe somebody actually said, oh, just stay out of the way. We got it. That hurt. Oh, gosh. That's that awful. hurt yeah. so bad. 
Um, I, you know, I, I held myself back because I was in church, but I felt like saying, excuse me, that wasn't nice. But I didn't. I was screaming. Yeah, maybe you should, have. <laughs> you should have. And, um, you know, there are other times that, you know, and I'll hand out boardings and I'll do things. But there are times that I'm not married. I've never been married. I wanted to be married. I had a husband-to-be that ran off with another woman. I gave him the prime of my life. And so I don't have children. I didn't get to be a mom. Everybody else seems to be. Everybody seems to be married and have their families. And they'll just be talking, 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 talking about things. And nobody cares about the things that I care about. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, I'm a great example. I'm a great radio DXer. And I, I pick up a station that's hundreds of miles away. And wow, you know, everybody else is like, well, so what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, I've got this great, you know, I mean, it's, and, and I don't know what to do. It even filters into ACB. I see all these successful people. I'm not the best cook in the world. I don't have a lot of confidence to, you know, I've, I have cooked a Thanksgiving dinner for my family, you know, a couple of Thanksgiving dinners and everything, but I'm not the greatest cook in the world. And I get nervous if I have to do something like that. You know, it's one mm -hmm. thing to cook for yourself. It's another thing to cook for other people. And, and, and I'm really trying, I'm putting myself into things. I'm including myself in things. But honestly, there are days that I just feel like if I fell off the face of this earth, nobody would miss me. And that is the worst feeling. And, you know, I'm yes. having it. And then there's like, it's it's sort of a letdown after the holidays. I always have this post-holiday depression because, well, this, this, um, this I always prolong it. You know, I, I am having a 12th night of Christmas party. It's online, and it's online for a very interesting reason. It was online during the pandemic. You know, I I used to uh -huh. invite my friends over here. We'd have like 20 or 25 people, and we would celebrate the first Saturday after the new year, 12th night of wow. Christmas, Christmas games and everything. Then the pandemic hit, and then after that, um, just last year or so, I said, well, I think we're going to move back to having it in person. You know, a lot of these people had sort of moved further away and everything. And they were like, you know what? This is sort of good to have it online because here my one friend lives in North Carolina and she can still attend. The same thing mm -hmm. happened with my homeschool classes. So it's not like I i don't do anything. Yes. But, you know, I, I just wish, you know, I, I, I just feel inferior to everybody. And I feel like sometimes, I'll tell you how I feel. I feel like I'm standing on the sidelines watching a parade. Or I feel like um, I had this wonderful swimming teacher when I was a toddler. He taught me how to swim. My parents were so afraid I would fall in juice and drown because everybody had a boat or was going out on boats and things. And so they decided they were going to get somebody to teach me how to swim. And I'll never forget this. The swimming teacher, one day he just um, said, um, um, you know, I mean, um, I, um, you're on your own now. Um, you know, you can go in now. And the thing is, um, and he said, there are certain places I can't, certain things I can't do for you, certain places I can't go, but now you know how to do it. And I feel I'm a teacher and I feel like that person that is getting everybody else to get ready to go into the pool and I can't go into the pool. You know what I mean? I feel like my students graduate. They invite me to their graduations, to their weddings. I watch, I had a couple of students meet in one of my classes, a couple of adult students and they got married. And, um, you know, I felt like I brought them together. I matched them together sort of because they met in my class. And don't you think that when I started attending Italian classes that I thought, well, maybe I'll find some single Ital a guy that's learning Italian. <laughs> it didn't happen. It was like, right. so, you know what I mean? There are days I think, and I know this might sound awfully selfish, but sometimes I think, when is it my turn? And I'm giving lots of love. I have lots of love to give. And it's just... It's must. It's just not needed or wanted or accepted or something. And I am really trying. So I wish I could, sure. you know, tell you some words of encouragement. But sure. I just want to put this out there. I don't know if anybody feels this way. I'm feeling especially bad tonight, and I don't know why. Well, I am 
I am so glad that you're here. Uh, that's huge. And, that's- and you've got five minutes, um, Debbie. I forgot to let you know when it was a 10-minute mark. Sorry okay. about that. But we do let have me, five Let minutes. me just say this. Thank you. Let me yeah, say one this. More raised hand also. Okay. I'll just say this quickly. Um, and because I want you to, I want you to re, to not, not put your, not forget how much you are pouring into people's lives. Uh, if you're a teacher, there are probably hundreds of people who can look back and remember how much you have poured in to their lives. You might never, you might never hear it, but, but please, but please remember with all the stuff you're talking about, the ways I've heard you on other zoom calls. And I know that you're making a contribution in people's lives. Um, don't forget that. Okay. And I, and I can't, don't have time to do more, but don't, don't give up. You are making a contribution and, and just please remember that. Okay, thanks for being Amen. here. Amen. Thank you. And we have one more call, one more hand. Yeah, we have Stacy Smith, and you've got uh, four minutes here until the top okay. of the hour. Great. Hi, Stacy. Uh, hi. There um, you are. I, you're not the only one out there that is frustrated about this. Um, I, I can't get a guy either, and my family. Uh, probably wouldn't want it either. Um, but uh, I just want to say I, I'm a church musician, so I know you must feel I I uh, that's about all I've been able to accomplish too. Uh, for a while, I was a, a medical transcriptionist in a hospital, and uh, it didn't work out quite like I wanted it to. But uh, um, that's about the only other thing I've tried to do and uh, like I said uh, nothing else ever panned out and uh, but you know now I'm slowly learning other kinds of technology and, and I've had um, well I I used to do a, a Windows um, uh, well you know that type of stuff and um but uh, I tried to doing um, at, you know iOS stuff, and I I just couldn't hack it. Mm-hmm. And so now I got a blind show, and I'm on Zoom with okay. it. And uh, I don't know what the next thing's going to be for me, but uh, but at least I've I've latched onto this. And you uh, bet, you yeah. bet. So uh, like I said, you can. Win any way that you can. Try anything that you can. Sure. Do anything that you can. That's my advice. Good for you. Well, Stacy, thanks for being here and thanks for sharing that. I think um, Pam and I will maybe be doing some talking. This this is a a challenging a challenging area, and going forward, uh, it might be something that we, as the Mental Health and Wellness Committee. Um, might want to address. Um, and again, don't don't ever sell yourself short. I think that sometimes we are making much more of a contribution than we ever hear about. Um, and and that people just don't think to tell tell you. But uh, I continue to stay involved with ACB and and look for those opportunities to stay connected. And, so I think that's, and um, we're actually um, almost at the top of the hour. We got less than a minute and we've got people coming in and we have people raised, raising their hands right at the end. Okay. <laughs> Pam, I don't know what you want to do here. I'll turn this back over to you. We might have to put this, make this a, a okay, I'm here. to be continued. I'm here. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so very, very much to everyone who came out this evening. We appreciate it. Um, and you will be hearing from our mental health and wellness committee. We take seriously what you share. And if you did not get a chance to share tonight, and you really do, um, <clears throat> what you can do is be in touch with um, Cindy, okay, and she will forward your contact information to me, and then we'll get back to you, okay? And I believe if I have that right, I know Bell is here. Um, is it community call at acb.org? Something like that. I don't 
Okay. That was no, it, it, community it, it, at There you okay. go. That's where you can send and we'll be back in in touch with you because we're planning many things to do. And so again, thank you and happy new year. Take care.